Hi, everybody. I am Brandon Forsyth. I'm one of the ministers here at Northside Christian Church, and you have joined us for another episode of Everyday Saints, where we are exploring what it looks like to be disciples of Jesus in everyday life. And on this season, as we have talked about, we are talking specifically about seeking God in different areas of our life. And I have a very special guest here with me today. Her name is Shelly Milwee. And so, Shelly, I'll, I'll throw it to you. Do you want to introduce yourself a little bit? Sure. Well, thanks so much for having me on the show. I was really excited and very nervous about this opportunity, so hopefully I won't mess it up. Uh, I am Shelly Milwee. Um, I am a wife. I'm a mother of two. Um, I'm a nonprofit executive and a really um, just very uh, honored member of this church uh, in this community. Thank you very much, Shelly. It's, it's awesome to have you. It's, it really is. So tell us a little about how you got connected in with Northside and some of what you do around here. Sure. Well, I will say I woke up on a Sunday morning. This sounds super cliche. Woke up on a Sunday morning um, quite a few years ago and said, I feel like God is leading me across the street with my two children to this church by myself. Uh, my husband had to work that morning, and it had been a long time since um, I had actually connected with God, and I felt him that morning. So uh, I jumped over, um, got in my car, brought my kids into the church, and um, you know, there's a wonderful lady who met me at the front and helped me get the kids in service, and I sat down and got to hear Dave preach, um, and my life was changed from that moment forward, and I've been here ever since. We, um, my husband and I, have a HD group that we host at home. Um, been part of small groups. I've volunteered in children's church, and we've just been 100% all in since I walked in that door that first day. So very, very fortunate to be part of this great group. We are glad to have you too. And I, I got to actually hang out with Jacob for a year in a small group that David was heading up, and it was amazing to get to know him, and he plays a little bass on Sunday mornings, too. (laughs) He does. So that's, it's cool. I always love seeing him up there. So we're we're asking everybody this season this question, and I'm so just interested to hear all the different answers, because there's a, I mean, there's right answers all over the place for this. So how do you, Shelly, define seeking God? You know, for me, I, I was really given some thought to, to this question. Um, I would say seeking God to me is you know, looking for God in every moment of every decision that I make. So, you know, from how I open my eyes and how I show up into conversations or, you know, how I talk to my children or how I pray for my family, you know, seeking God is putting him before the words that come out of my mouth. And it's hard because, you know, I'm only human and you have those natural um, desires to just be like, this is dumb, you know, but I don't <laughs> think this is how God wants me to react in this moment, in this moment. So I've really tried to just put him before every decision and I start my day every morning with him. All those things are really critical for, for me to stay focused um, every day. That is a beautiful answer. Thank you. Uh, why? So I love the why or what seeking God is in the way that you answered. Why does it matter for everyday life? I mean, I, I couldn't get through my day if it wasn't for Jesus walking alongside me. There's just, there's not. On the days that I don't start my day with God, everything is a mess um, and I feel it. Um, so for me, it's just been very important to keep him very close and keep scripture closed and keep music, uh, worship music right next to me. Those are all things that are keeping me powered and fueled to do what I'm here to do, which Hmm. is to build more disciples. 
how did you begin your journey towards seeking God? I know you told a little bit of your story about how you came to Northside, but when you look back over your life, how did that journey of seeking God begin for you? Um, I mean, I think I was very lucky. I, I grew up in a home where, um, you know, God was part of the conversation. Um, my grandmother was probably the most amazing, influential person in my life. I grew up in a single home or a single parent home. And so my mom worked a lot and I was by myself a lot. And so my grandmother, I spent a lot of time with her and she was, you know, she was the one who was champion vacation Bible school and you're going to be there regardless. And, um, yeah, so she was a, a really big influence in my journey. But I would say, you know, through a lot of really nasty struggles, um, lessons learned that are very hard in my teenage life and my young adult life, um, I, I finally just got to a point where it's like, I have to surrender if I'm going to do something in this life that means something. And so I was very fortunate that I had an amazing husband and God influenced our lives together. Because when we started dating, we actually didn't have God at the center of our marriage. We told people did. We did. But um, what he has done for us in our relationship um, now going into 18 years of being together is just, it's amazing that he's been able to do that. So, yeah. I appreciate that. I like that word you surrender because that, that's difficult for a lot of people when you get to that space. It really, really changes things in your life with regard to God. And so as we're talking about difficult things in seeking God, what are, what are some of the, the difficulties you face as you have tried to seek God over the years? I mean, I was thinking about this, you know, um, I really love those moments where you just hear God loud and clear and you're like, this is exactly what you want me to do. And, um, unfortunately it's just not always, that seems very magical and theatrical and it just doesn't end up like that. So I think for me, you know, having God's constant validation for decisions I'm doing is probably the hardest thing because I don't always have that validation. I have to be really confident and secure and know that I'm doing his will and he's not always going to validate that for me. So that's probably been the toughest, toughest piece. That's a good, that's, that's very relatable. Just, I just want you to know that's difficult for a lot of people. Just, Hey God, if you just order every one of my steps, I mean, everything would be fine. And he's like, Hey, I'm, I'm wanting you to take some steps, have some faith and, and trust me in this moving forward. Uh, do you, this is a, this is one we like to throw out there. Do you have any like epic fail moments when you're seeking God or kind of kind of funny moments where you're seeking him and it didn't turn out quite the way that you were thinking about it's it's okay if you don't as well (laughs) I mean not not really I mean I think I have moments where I should have consulted him and it turned out terribly because I didn't I wouldn't say that I you know um it went wrong once I did uh so Hey, it's, it's all good. It's all good. There's no, no wrong answers on here. And I, I, I'll, I'll throw one in because I've been thinking a lot about these. I would have these moments where I've set up some quiet time with God and I need everything to go perfectly and I want this space and this quiet and I need about this amount of time. I just, this perfect picture of what it should look like and it almost never works out like that, right? I got a house full of kids. I got all kinds of things. And so I, I had to learn over time, like, hey, if you're, I've also got a, a, a mind like a squirrel on a, on a, on whatever those things are. What are those things called? The uh, Hamster wheel. Yeah. A squirrel on a hamster wheel or a hamster oh, on a yeah. hamster wheel. That's what my mind is like. 
and it would I would just have to kind of get to this place where I'd like, hey, if my mind wanders, I just go with it. Maybe God wants me over there, so I pray about that thing it's wandering towards, and it's it's kind of shaking some things up. But it's been a you know it's been a goofy process for me of figuring out how to do that well in the everyday. So you, I love this story, and this is this is one of the reasons that we contacted you. You were in a group uh, of of three women that met for well over a year, right? And yeah. and your focus was discipleship in that group. One of, one of what we call micro groups around here at Northside, and so describe how that came about and what you got out of that experience in in seeking God in that in that micro group. Yeah, it was really, it was amazing. It was such a great experience. I was reflecting on it. You know, um, we actually started that group right when I think it was, you know, three fourths into the pandemic. And our first meeting was out on the porch outside the quarry over there in the building. And I remember it was weird because we're like, we social distancing, but we (laughs) want to like be together and um, but you know, it came about because Julie actually, Julie Eastman reached out to me and she said, Hey, I am putting together a small group of just, you know, really, um, impactful women that I, I want to be leaders in our, in our mm-hmm. church. And I want you to be part of that. So will you join me? And I was very nervous, didn't know what that meant. Um, but I stepped into it and yes, it was, you know, um, really a turning point for me in my spiritual journey. And I got to learn about, um, just, these amazing women that I've walked the halls with quite, quite frequently. So what are, what are some of the things that you appreciated about that group? Yeah. I mean, there was just so much vulnerability from day one. I thought that was amazing. Like, you know, we, we committed to each other, but you know, we also committed to our journey with God and there was a lot of vulnerability and just honesty in that group from day one. And, um, I really, I just, I learned a lot about myself. I learned a, a lot about them. I learned how to pray for, for other women. I learned how, you know, they were praying for me and I just really felt very, very supported in a, in a really difficult time that I was going through in my life. I didn't even realize it just with the pandemic and, you know, all the work struggles and everybody trying to figure out if they're going to have a job and my kids being out of school. There's just so many factors that were really complicating my mind and my heart at that time. And these group of women just showed up to love on me in that moment. And we kind of rescued each other in that, in that time, which was great. That's, that's awesome. So what are, what you, you had mentioned vulnerability. I think this is something people listening will be interested in. How did, is there anything, I didn't give you this question ahead of time, so That's I'm sorry. Okay. No, 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 it's fine. Was there anything in particular y'all did to create that vulnerability early on? Because I would, I'd be interested to know myself. You know, we, we signed up on Google, or I think or we were on Zoom, um, and I think, you know, we, like most HD groups, you kind of go through, this is a safe space, you know, let's, you know, the kind of mm. rules of engagement that certainly was laid out. But I think there was also just a sense of intimacy because it was such a small group that, you know, what, whatever we were walking through, you could look at the person on the other side of the screen and see tears in their eyes and the emotion mm. on their face. And that's not something that you can recreate. Um, and you don't really even have to say you're in a safe space because you know, somebody's walking through something hard as a Christian, we're, we're there to support each other, uh, in that moment. Wow. I love that. And, and it sounds like there were people just stepping into it like, just like, Hey, we need this right now. We're, this is me <laughs> and, and join me in this real kind of vulnerable space. I, lo- I love that. So how did seeking God in this small community, how did it change your life? 
I think it just gave me more confidence to step out and where God was pointing me, you know, I mean, having those conversations between each other, um, allowed me to listen to what God was saying and feel like I could share what he wanted me to share and be the voice to another woman that was going through something. Mm. And so, um, you know, stepping out of that group, I just, you know, I pray over people in the middle of airports and I, you know, um, I don't know. I mean, I just, I definitely feel like I've, I walk in a lot of boldness that I probably didn't before. So. I love that. Love that. So what was the best thing about meeting in a group like that? And what was the most difficult thing? Um, I mean, the best thing is just you get to know people on a different level. Um, the hard thing is you get to know people on a different level. <laughs> I don't know. Um, that's a, you that's know, a good answer. It, it really is because you you get to know different things about different people. And you're like, wow, I didn't know that about that person. Um, but, you know, schedules and just, you know, mm. all of that just messiness of trying to get people together. Um, I do know, by the way, that in some men's group, you have to sign a contract of some sort. You only get like two misses. Uh, we didn't do that in the ladies group. That would never work um, for for us with, you know, all the things that we had going on. No way. But we did have a level of accountability with each other that, um, you know, at some point it was like, are we getting together or not? What's mm. going on? And so we kind of called each other on it. So that's always, you know, tough, but... Um, we were accountable to each other for those, you know, for the time we were together. I appreciate all of that. I, I think I was in a group like what you were talking <laughs> about. It, there was some intensity sometimes in those men's group. Like, all right, prick your fingers, <laughs> sign in blood. This is the covenant. Um, so I, I love I love what you're talking about um, from a because I, I love this because it's real. Um, it is difficult, like sometimes scheduling wise, mm -hmm. when you get multiple people together. So I want to add another, this is another question that I did not give you at a time. So you had this space where you spent time together. You guys made the space, even when it was hard, even amongst all kinds of different family schedules. Was it, was it worth it? 100% worth it. 100%. And you know, we found a way. If we couldn't get together mm. in person or we had a lot of conflicts, we'd jump on Marco Polo and we'd literally just, you know, record out our reactions to the lesson for that week. So there was a lot of intentionality on just trying to connect. We text each other prayers, you know, we pray for people just through text message if that's what we had. And so, yes, it's 100% worth it. I would, I would encourage anyone that uh, wants to get involved to do, do something similar. So everybody listen to the podcast. You heard it here first from Shelly Milwee. <laughs> Worth it to work hard in your schedule, even when it's busy, to try to connect with other Christians. I I, I love that. It's I also feel the same way, but I just wanna I just wanted to give you a chance if you didn't yeah, think yeah. it was worth it. Or don't not. do it. She would it know. be bad if I said she, that? Don't do it. It would we it would have really changed the tone of this podcast. <laughs> it would have. So what was the biggest, how, I, I keep saying well over a year, how long did you guys actually stay together as a group? Uh, I want to say it was about two years. Okay. It started out as a year and then we said, okay, let's do one more study. We just didn't feel like we were done with it. Um, and yeah, so two years. So in that two years, what was your, as you look back now, what was your biggest takeaway from that season of seeking God in a micro group? You know, we did this amazing study called Jesus and Women, and it was just so powerful. I would encourage any woman that's listening to this to pick up that book and find another woman to do it with. It was just such a great, great um, study. But I just remember feeling 
so valued and so loved. And that book taught me that, but having these women around me going through the same struggles was also just a really, really big part of that. Thank you very much. And I, I'm looking over at Audio Guy, Gary. Can we put that link in our show notes? The Okay, awesome. So we will, one more time on the book. Jesus Bible. and Women. Jesus and Women. We will put that down in the show notes after this. So if you want to check that out, please do. So how has that season reshaped the way that you personally, in your everyday life, seek God? I mean, it changed my daily habits for one. I mean, I had this book that required five days a week study. And that to me was just such a commitment with kids. And I realized I had to get up at six in the morning every morning and spend at least 30 minutes focusing on the word. And so that has been my routine and I've committed to it. And like I said, my day isn't right unless I'm starting my day um, with God at the center. And so it changed my daily habits for sure. I love that. Once those habits get set, it's hard. I, I got, I have the same kind of experience in my life and now I wake up hungry. Like if I go too far into the day without having spent time with God or in prayer, it, it messes with me because, because <laughs> my rhythm is off. And so I, I make sure that I go and do that. So what advice would you give to somebody who's out there listening and they're like, Hey, this, this, this small kind of intimate group, this micro group, if you will, sounds like a great idea what advice would you give to them on maybe starting up a microgroup or seeking God in that kind of community? I mean, I, I think for me, it's, you know, I would say obedience, just spend time in prayer about it because, um, you know, I think that's what really made our group work is, you know, Julie had really been praying about this group and brought together four different women from very different backgrounds with a lot of different skill set, And so, you know, and I do know that God was at the heart of that when she was praying about who was going to be in that group. So I say that first. And then I say, just again, going back to obedience, you know, God puts different things in our heads every single day that, you know, advance his kingdom. But if we don't step into it, then what opportunities are we leaving by the wayside? Mm. And so, um, I would just, you know, say, pray about it and don't be scared. And if you want to talk about it, come find me at church on Sunday, because I love, to talk to women and, you know, I'd love to jump in another study. So if somebody's open to it and wants to chat, I'd be willing to take it on. <laughs> wow. Hey, we got all kinds of hot takes today. So you heard it first. <laughs> Shelly is ready and willing. She, uh, she loves these kind of groups. So come talk to her if, if you know who she is. <laughs> if not, come talk to me. I'm Brandon. I'll, I'll, I'll introduce you. It'll awesome. be, it'll be great. <laughs> so uh, just Last words, final thoughts, just as you think about everything that we've been talking about, how seeking God in small community has changed your life. Um, any, any final words you want to throw out there for people? When I think about something that's been so powerful for me in my experience at Northside, I think about GLS and um, Global Leadership Summit, mm. where we hear, you know, how everyone has influence. And that, the first time I ever heard that was at a GLS. And that to me is, it just resonates so well, because it doesn't matter if you're a business leader, or you're a pastor of a church, or you're, you know, holding a baby in Loblolly on Sundays you know, you have the ability to show up for somebody in your community and be present with them. And if you miss that opportunity, you've missed your chance to do something great for God. And so I would just encourage everyone to wake up, keep your eyes open, look for those opportunities to jump into community with each other. That is amazing. Thank, thank you for sharing that. It, it, I talked to so many people who say, well, I'm not a leader. I, I'm not a leader. But 
I think we can wrap our heads around that. Everyone has influence. So we certainly have influence at home, like in marriages with our kids in workplaces and neighborhoods. So, I mean, that's, that's great. If we're, if we're, if every Christian is waking up and just going like, Lord, what do you have for me today? Where do you want me to exert influence in a good way for your kingdom and shine light? I, I love that. So thank you. Thank you for bringing that very quotable quote back. Everybody has influence. GLS. I don't, I don't remember what, do you, what year was that? Do you remember? They use that a lot. Ago. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Still a little, little ways back. A little ways back. <laughs> and we're, we try to, part of the discipleship process is, you know, always growing, trying to get better. So do you have any notes for me? Is there anything that would you, you think I can do? I'm uh, so glad you asked. Better? I have my list. Just a second. No. Okay. Thank you. Oh, she is unfolding no, I'm paper. just kidding. <laughs> no, thanks for praying for us. And thanks for leading this church and stepping into all that um, God has in store for you. And we're just really grateful. Um and Northside has got some great stuff ahead. I agree. I agree. And, and hey, thank you so much. Thank you for being here. Thank you for the sharing your words of wisdom and some of your experiences uh, in seeking God through a micro group. And so I'm going to I'm gonna close this down right now. Our episodes each week are sponsored by Equip Clips. Uh, there, there's no money involved in that, but uh, that is on our YouTube channel here at Northside. That link will be in the show notes below. And specifically when it comes to community and small groups, we have seven different episodes of these Equip Clip videos. They are two to three minutes, and they cover all kinds of amazing things like vulnerability, confession, accountability, and what what that looks like in, in communities like Shelly was just describing for us. So we would love for you guys to go check those out. And I think that we all have a lot to, to kind of figure out and learn and grow as we're going on this process of what God wants for us in this world. And I'm excited that we got to hear from Shelly today. So thank y'all so much for being here and hope that you will join us next time. Bye.